0: Hello, Angie. Hello. It's time for us to record another podcast. I know, and I appreciate
1: your flexibility on squeezing me in for an an un... Unplanned? Unplanned. It's kind of like, literally, it is that, um, hey, let's have coffee. Yeah. You just call up. It's not scheduled. It's, we got to talk. I want to share. Let's have coffee. And so, ironically, I'm drinking
0: a smoothie... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Me too And water Oh, awesome so We don't have our coffees <sighs>
0: anymore And my coffee's sitting over here
1: Although I am cold, so that sounds nice um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's one of those And as I'm driving in to have said coffee Which is a smoothie over the podcast This is the first time I've actually been very nervous Really? To do this To, to, to have talk. this recorded and to talk I don't mind talking, but it's just kind of like going to be out there Okay And I'm going to ask people to listen to it. Okay. I know, right? All right. So I'm going to, you know, pretend this isn't all up in my face. (laughs) You mean the microphone? Thank you. The (laughs) microphone is all
0: up in my face. That's right. In other words, just two of us talking, which is, you know, normal. What we do. Just the two of us talking. Um, But I feel like I'm going to need tissues. Are we going to need tissues for this conversation? I might. So okay. All right. So anyway, I don't know where to begin, but I'm just going to begin. Okay, go for it. Like sharing,
1: like I'm like dumping, right? That's what... We do sometimes. We just dump. Dump. Yes. All right. Okay. So last Sunday, well, God began doing a work, you know, the day I was born. But other than that, it's been progressing. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly. Yes. But there were some things that have happened over the course of the last week, some confessional things that I needed to share with my husband and just some other things. And um, it brought shame upon me. Oh, I know. And it doesn't matter what the details are. If you have ever felt shame, you know what Mm -hmm. that feels like. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, you know, went to the Lord. I, I repented, went to my husband. He loved me, embraced me, extended grace. Yeah. And I think that was the beginning of some of this. So on Sunday morning... The kids left for a mission trip to Fort Myers, three of our children, Ian, Isabel, and Allie. And they had borrowed my friend's trailer and it was inspected on Friday. Everything seemed to be fine. And the trailer was leaving the parking lot from the church Sunday morning. And apparently the lights weren't working. So they pulled over in Love's to try and fix the lights mm-hmm. to make them legal on the road mm-hmm. and then they went up 75 and apparently they blew a tire oh boy i know and so my friend said hey you can use the trailer it doesn't have a spare so they had found a spare that they took along just in case you know like yeah. you normally would so they put on the spare kept driving up the road uh i don't know what time it was maybe right after church 11 30 We had found out that a second tire had blew. Oh my gosh! I know, crazy. So they pulled off. The kids are like, "Oh, we're having the best time. We're in Walmart playing hide and seek." You know, just yeah. While all the you know advisors and um, you know adults on the trip are, I'm sure, are quite stressed out. Yeah, because not only are they behind schedule, but you know what could have happened. And now they got all these kids are responsible for. Yes. Yes, all the things. So. I just kept telling Ian when I was talking with him, you can't change what happened to you, but you can change how you respond and react. So be careful not to get all bitter and upset that the trailer broke down and that it's out of commission. So that's where they, you know, found having fun. And I said, Ian, I'm just thinking, and I'm thankful that God protected you, that maybe there was even something worse, the whole team, you know, all that stuff. You know, when you're running late, not on purpose, but you're running late and you're just kind of like, oh, maybe there was an accident or you drive by an accident and you're like, that could have been me. I mean, you, you've gone through all that. Yeah. Okay. So my day continues on Sunday. We go to church, get home. We decided to have friends over for lunch because the kids were gone. One of our friends... Daughter came over to swim with Evelyn, and Evan was there. <clears throat> and I um, proceed to make a vegetable tray, which is hilarious because it was a very small scale because we had not as many people. Right. Because the kids were gone, and our friends' kids were gone on the trip too. So I decided I'm going to eat a baby carrot and I put it in my mouth and I chew it. Next thing you know, I'm choking. Really? And I'm like, <clears throat> it was nuts. Brian's coming over and I'm like, okay, all right. I can talk. I can breathe. I think I'm okay, but it just doesn't feel right. But, you know, so we go through the day. We're having lunch. We're doing all this stuff. So on and so forth. Um, about five o'clock. 4.30, I got a phone call from our pastor saying, hey, they decided they don't want to take the trailer anymore. They want to get a U-Haul. They're just kind of wanting secure peace of mind. Lights are on, on off. So he said the trailer is stuck in Kentucky. And our pastor at this point was on his way to vacation. Like mm. as soon as he preached Sunday, two services, he headed out on vacation. I'm like, you know what, Eric, I'll go pick it up. He's like, really? I'm like, no reason not to. We don't need to ask the associate pastor. You're on vacation. Don't call the elders, whatever. I'll just do it. He's like, thank you. So I didn't even tell Brian. So I'm like, okay, my, you know, die to self, die to self. I don't want to do this. Monday is a day where I have the whole
0: house to myself. No kids, die to self. So I- Seems like that's happened once before. When you thought you were going to be kidless for a day, when we were talking on the podcast, oh, and everything changed. Uh,
1: well, pivot. Just like what I'm telling Ian. You know, hey, yeah. the trailer, you know, whatever. Pivot. <laughs> so, yes. But in my head, it was like, die to self, die to self. So, no big deal. So, I had made arrangements for Evelyn to spend the night at her cousin's, my niece. Um, I go to drop my friend's daughter off And I told her, hey, tomorrow I'm going to Kentucky to pick up the trailer. She's like, oh, my gosh, you want me to go with you? And I'm like, okay, no big deal, whatever. I said, I'm not feeling well. I'm tired. I just got to get Evelyn to Piqua because I want to get home. I want to go to bed because I have a long day on Tuesday. So I drive all the way to Piqua. And looking back, I realized... I was going the speed limit, and I had it on cruise, which I never do. I'm just chilling. Evelyn's giving me an earful, giving me an earful, and I'm chilling. And I told her, as we're going through Piqua, Evie, I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling well. You know, it's not that what you're saying isn't important. I'm just not in- engaging. And again, thinking my body's shutting down because I won't have the kids the next day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then I get to Piqua. My niece wasn't home yet. No big deal. I pull in her driveway and, um, well, her road, her driveway. And I'm like, Evie, we're just going to chill. Let me know when she shows up. I put my seat back, put my foot out the window, and I'm just doing my thing. And she's blah, 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 talk, 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 talk. And next thing I know, her husband, my nephew, He shows up at the window with the baby, and I sit up. He's like, you want to come in? I'm like, sure, but I'm just kind of still not feeling well. So I walk in her house, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, TJ, it's freezing in here. Like, it's freezing. And I grab a blanket, and I put a blanket around me. He's kind of looking at me like, okay, whatever. I hold the baby. He's about six months old, and Sarah comes home, and I'm like, why is your house so cold? Oh, my gosh. And then I said, can I have a tour of your house? No, it's messy I'm like just it doesn't matter you know I haven't been here in a long time and we Evie had to take her stuff upstairs anyway I look around the house and ironically the one thing I noticed in every room that I went in I was focusing on the beds I was just tired Mm -hmm. I walk upstairs and she has a three-year-old and a baby, so I couldn't, you know, twin bed wouldn't be fun. Yeah, yeah. Pack and play crib. I go up in the attic, and that's a converted bathroom, huge space. Evie's going to be up there, ping pong table, really awesome. Oh, fun. And there's this bed there, and Angie, I look at this bed, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just want to lay down. I just want to go to sleep. And something came over me that said, you got to get the trailer. So I'm like, Okay. Sarah, I need to go home. I'm super tired. I need a good night's sleep. If I lay down right here, I.
0: How can you drive when you're tired?
1: I didn't have a choice, Angie. I had to get home. Yeah. So I said my goodbyes. But before I did, I went to the bathroom and I couldn't remember where the bathroom was. I looked in the mirror and I'm like, man, Nicole, you are looking old. And I hugged Evie and Evie said, but mom, you already hugged me. I didn't remember hugging her, Mm. didn't remember where the bathroom was. So I get in the car. I put on the GPS to get home because I couldn't, I guess, remember
0: oh, wow. to get home.
1: And so I'm... You're thinking you're tired. I am I was exhausted. I put
2: the heater on 85 and I'm freezing. Wow. And I'm driving and my eyes are closing and opening and I'm like, I can't do this.
1: I've been teaching Evan now in driver's ed and he has his permit if you ever feel tired, pull off this side of the road. Don't cause an accident. So I kept thinking, I'll just pull off and take a nap. But I just kept going, and mm-hmm. I just kept going. So I get home. Oh, you got home. I got home. Wow. I don't I, I don't remember what road I took. 47, I guess. Mm. Um. Yes, 47, because I knew exactly where I was going to stop along the way to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, by this time I had told Brian, Hey, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I don't know. I can't swallow. It hurts. I feel like I have strep throat. So I pull in the driveway. I'm like, I just have to rest. I just have to muster up the energy to get in the door. This is so pathetic, Nicole. I'll just rest. Cause I don't want Brian to see me like this. So I put my seat back. It's on 85 and I lay back and I'm like, Oh, I should probably set my alarm. I didn't. And the weather alert came on. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'll set my alarm. And I didn't, and two more weather alerts. And I'm like, all right, I got to get inside. So this time I start walking inside the house and Brian comes out and he looks at me. He was like, oh, hey, babe, let's go to the kitchen. I want to listen to your lungs. I'm like, okay. So he begins to listen to my lungs and it hurt like the dickens to inhale and exhale. Oh, wow. So he kind of got an idea. Later, he told me as soon as he saw me, he went into massive doctor mode. Yeah.
2: Which I didn't realize because he was so cool. Yeah. He was so cool. He didn't want to so freak you calm. out. I Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So apparently the word is asphyxiating. Mm-hmm.
1: And th- he's like, can you? can you cough? And I'm like, I can't, it, I it hurts. Like I have strep throat. And again, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I thought I was being a pansy that I just was tired. Just let me go to bed. Sounds like you weren't getting air to feed your body. (sighs) Angie, it was so scary. Looking back Mm -hmm. at the, at the time, I'm just kind of like, okay, let me go to bed. So anyway, we go upstairs Um, I'm like, I just want to go to sleep. He's like, can you cough through your lung? I'm like, who teaches you to cough through a lung? I don't know how to cough my lung. Um, it's kind of like when someone says, sing through your, don't sing through your nose, sing through your whatever. There's different ways Mm -hmm. that you sing anyway. So he was trying to fix it or he knew it was up, right? Yes. At this point he knew later he told me something came over him. It was the Holy spirit. That brought back a technique that he learned in medical school that he had never done before, like never needed to do. Wow. And he kept it was basically I thanked him for beating me because he had to like beat on my back. And there's a certain sure. technique,
0: you yeah. know, to do sure. that.
1: And it was, I was feeling it in my in my lung down here. And then later I would feel a little bit further up, close yeah. to my neck. Yeah. And close to my you know my throat i ended up falling asleep and i said do you want me to go to another room he was like oh no you know i that's fine he's over there he's on his laptop i thought he was just watching a show found out later you know that he had no clue that the laptop was on no clue what he was watching it was just this he was trying to be calm be cool Doing something with his mind to get it off of worrying about you. Well, in his mind, he's like, okay, this is the number I'm going to call. This is the ambulance. This is the hospital. I mean, like, he knew what was happening. And just that morning, I told him, because we have MediShare now, just that morning, I told him, hey, this is how much we have in our HSA. It meets our minimum, you know, deductible um, for the year if something catastrophic happens to someone. I mean, just that morning. Oh, my
2: gosh. Okay. Okay. So, anyway,
1: at 10 o'clock, I woke up and coughed. Bam! Out came the carrot. Big piece. Well, I thought it was going to be like the whole thing, the way that I felt. Sure. It it was, Brian said it was big in comparison to what that space is there. I don't understand it all. So I wanted to keep it, but it shriveled the next morning. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. But no, but it's like. Let me have a good token. Anyway. I didn't realize the magnitude of this yeah, because he didn't share it with me. But the next day I was telling one of my friends and she was like, oh my gosh, like you weren't getting oxygen. That's why you were cold. You were like Brian. I don't want to say he didn't tell me, but it was like there, it wasn't relevant. He knew what was going on. I was naive. So full circle. I told Brian that I need to talk about it. That I need to share. He said he doesn't want to talk about it again. He And I said, I wish you would have taken a picture of me. And he was like, oh, no. I, I never want to see you like that again. Like, sure. He, he was like, when he looked me square in the eyes, and he's like, you were sick.
0: Yeah. It's
1: was like, whoa. What kept me going to not spend the night or sleep on my niece's bed or not pull off on the side of the road... Is because of that trailer. Because I had to get home and get a good night's sleep to Mm -hmm. get that trailer. Mm -hmm. And Brian said, because I asked him, I said, if I fell asleep at my niece's house, would I have woken up? He said, I don't want to talk about it. I said, I just want to know. He said, probably not.
2: Oh, wow. It was that bad. Wow.
0: So... Thank God he's a doctor. Like, really? I don't know if my husband would notice those things. He would see I'm sick, but gosh, I can't even imagine. Would would a husband notice, or would, did you just look that bad that anybody would have noticed? You don't know. I don't know. Wow. I just I don't know. There's
1: just, and in my head, and I'm trying super hard, and we do this. We're trying to overanalyze this, this, and I'm trying to not make it a big deal, but I want to remember. I want to remember. I didn't, you know, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to say a near-death experience. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say that. But, it but it's certainly an awakening. Was, yes, and it was life-threatening. Yes, and when I look at that, it's not like, oh, and I have all these epiphanies. It's it's just helping me focus a little
0: bit more, be more intentional, and prioritize. Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're going through. I know because what you when do. I went through that accident, and I jumped out of the car, and I went. I'm alive. I know you do. Yeah. It changed everything. And I talked about it when we did the night of worship. It makes you get a whole lot in perspective immediately. And we need that sometimes. I believe
1: that there is a wake-up call happening with God's people. Oh, amen. And Brian said that. In our conversations as well. And I had a dream about months ago about warning shots being fired. Ooh.
0: Wow. That's very prophetic. I know. I know. But it's so good to know. Like you need to share that with your church. (sighs) Because the rest of us need an awakening that this is on the cusp. Right? So everything started at
1: noon. Eating the 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 carrot, by the way, after it I choked it up. I told Brian, "I'm like, um, I don't want to be a vegetarian." Thank you for beating me. I mean, all the things that you know. <laughs> he was like, "I knew you were better after you started making jokes and kidding around, and you know." Um, that's your
0: that's your response, though. That's your. what's the word coping
1: mechanism that's the word I'm looking for
0: yes and I do it well but (laughs) we we all get good at our
1: own craft yes yes we do but it's like I I don't even know where I'm going with this there's so many different things oh I know so at 12 o'clock that's when I ate the carrot and it's funny because I had it documented because i had just texted my friend was coming over and she was like hey we're heading over and when she walked in i'm like oh my gosh please don't think i'm sick i'm just you know i just choked on a carrot well
0: Uh, you didn't do it while they were there okay okay i'm following yeah
1: they they showed up about 12 30 and it's weird because i'm always like (sighs) brian said when i hear you cough i'm like what's going on
0: yeah (laughs) yeah he's traumatized as well yeah he needs to talk about it i'm gonna say that as a chaplain um, because as a chaplain, people who go through traumatic experiences have to talk about it. This is going to be healing for you. And now, Brian, I know you're listening. You need to talk about it because it's part of the de- the debrief.
2: Well, I agree. And I think that's why I wanted why I wanted to do this. Yep. Because I don't want to talk to everybody. I don't want to go. I went and sat down and talked to my parents yesterday. And of course, you know, they're... Mom's crying and, you know, thanking the Lord. And she was like, if the only reason Brian's a doctor was to save your life, mm. if the only reason that my friend allowed us to take the trailer that broke down to get me to Kentucky to save my life. Um, but in the time that I got home, which was about seven, and when I had
1: spit up the carrot, mm-hmm. I thought I was asleep. Brian said he didn't know if I was asleep, but there were times of him beating me on the back. While you were sleeping. No, I was awake at that point. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And I I went in the bathroom, over the toilet, self-induced vomiting. I mean, all these things. You tried everything. Oh, the tried vomiting thing.
0: The vomiting's not gonna help when it's in your lung.
1: Well, regardless, it just got things moving. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um <clears throat> with that being said, there was a time it wasn't an out of body experience. I didn't see myself, but God and I were like this, and he began to speak to my heart. Um, And when you said, you know, share with your church, I'm prepared when the time is right. Mm -hmm. I am prepared.
0: Um, Because your testimony is powerful.
1: And the thing is, I'm like, oh, I'm nervous about coming in to record this because I, getting in my head, what do I say? How do I say it? And then same thing with the whole testimony and speaking in front of people, like, what do I say? What if I do it wrong? And I just need to be willing. Yeah, exactly. And God will do the rest. Exactly. So I'm still processing some things. But you're my therapist today. I mean, like <laughs> I'd rather and, like, be a chaplain. <laughs> no, but just in general, just that whole. I, yes. I let's get together for coffee. Let's so talk. I can talk. I have something
0: that I want to share. I need to talk through. Well, most of the time it's me coming to you like that, so this is good.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's mutual, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah,
0: but um, no, I I know exactly what you're feeling, and you do need to keep processing, and you need to journal it as well because the journaling will help you to write it down and to organize your thoughts. Um, and as things come to you, write it down. So my accident happened in July, three years ago. And it wasn't until January the following year that I was able to talk about it at the night of worship and actually share my story. And I remember God giving me this song that a friend of mine wrote. And I read and I sang that over and over again while I was sitting at home because I had another concussion and I had no vehicle. And so I sat, sat there and played this song over and over again and sang it. And so at the night of worship, that's the song that I sang because it meant so much to me.
2: And God gave me a song during that time, too.
0: Yeah. Which one? Do, can you share it? Um, It's called Come Out of Hiding. Really? Yeah. Who wrote that? I have never heard of
1: it. Uh, Stephanie. Gretzinger?
0: Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. So keep that song going. You know, I I do believe... It's, it's not fun, but these are gifts. These moments that God gives us a realization of him are true gifts. I am thankful for the carrot. Mm. I am thankful.
1: Absolutely. And it's parallel with what Eric has been preaching here as well. Being mm. thankful, even though it looks like things are ugly and gloom and awful, God allows things to happen because he loves us so much to draw us closer to him.
0: Mm. That sounds like a short story that could be submitted to a small magazine. I'm Thank- thankful for the carrot.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and of course, then the whole VeggieTale joke started happening. Uh,
0: no. Too soon. <laughs> well, I
1: don't know. Again, coping. So anyway.
0: <sighs> Breathe. You can. Praise mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of, anyway. There's a lot of processing that still there needs is. to be happened. This was very fresh. It It is. It is. And I just wanted to share that. I so. appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate you being honest and obedient. Thank you. Because I think it would have been
1: different if it wasn't being recorded on the podcast, which is weird because it's just very, I'm very aware. And normally I'm not.
0: Well, and being in front of people is a little bit more intimidating. Right now, it's more like you and I are talking with a microphone on our face, right? right? So it's a little different. No, what I mean is I didn't want to record this. Oh. But I knew I needed to. Oh, I see what you're saying. And you know what? I believe this testimony is going to be reflective on your friend as well because he's part of the story. And I know that he has been searching for God
2: We've already talked. Yeah. And she's like, I'm afraid that I won't accepted at the table. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, don't you get it? You are welcome. You are welcome at the table. Did you tell him that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, I don't get it. He was like, I just, I feel like
1: somebody's knocking on my door, like knocking and knocking
2: and knocking. And I'm like, yes, that's Jesus. That is Jesus (laughs) knocking at the heart, at your heart. Let him in. That's what he wants. He's not going to come in. Unless you invite him, yeah. So I showed him a picture
1: of Jesus knocking at the door, mm. and I sent it to him. You know, we've prayed together numerous times. I've had another conversation with someone else. Just, just get get to the heart, get to the root. Stop the fluff. And the it, fluff. Yep. Oh my gosh! And in my head, I'm like, oh, a carrot, a bunny, ha ha ha. <laughs> little bunny foo-foo. I know, I know,
0: I know, I know. So, um, I have been seeing this picture going around on the internet. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I, I hope I can find it because I'd like to post it in the show notes. Is it this? No, that is a really great picture of Jesus, but no. This is the one where in the foreground is a little lamb. It's just a, a picture of this little lamb out in the middle of the forest all by itself, But behind the lamb and kind of blurred out is Jesus running towards this lamb to rescue it. I haven't seen it. It is such a powerful picture. And I've seen it numerous times. And I'm trying to find it again. I will try really hard to get this posted with the stuff, because every time I look at that, I'm thinking, wow, he really does come after the one, the one that is like, and and each one of us are the one, you know? It's not just one person. It's you. Right. It's your friend. He's the one. And, and so many other people are the one. And every time you share this incredible experience that you've gone through, you're going to have another one who God is talking to, and he's running after. And so, you know, it's the same with this car accident of mine. I just told that story again the other day because— because Jesus was there and moved my hand into park, because if it hadn't been moved into park, I would have been gone. Right. And I know it was him, because I was going into reverse, and I remember, I just remember going all the way to park. I
1: i have this, and have had, and still have, again, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, I... Like, I get it um, to a new level. And I think about that. Had the outcome been different, I believe and have faith and know that God is still good regardless. Yes.
0: And there that's the difference. Swing this monitor around so you can see this picture. Can you do it? That's the picture that I want to post.
2: That is amazing.
0: Yeah. Truly. That's amazing. I don't know who did that picture, but it is fantastic.
2: It's somebody who was lost, who is now found. Yeah. And that picture of Jesus knocking at the door, that this particular picture is the one I sent my friend, mm. and this is the one I grew up with.
1: And I showed him, I showed him both and he goes, oh, I really like this one. Look at those sandals. And besides, (laughs) he goes, besides, that's what I think Jesus probably looked like. Why do people think that he was blonde and blue eyes? Where did he live? Where did, I mean, he's going into all these theological stuff. And I'm like, yes, I know. Right. Wow. Just opening the door to conversation, just being vulnerable, just.
0: Telling your story. Yes. Your testimony. Yes. yep, I completely, completely agree and I love it. I love it. it's it's a gift. like I said, it's a gift to, to be given perspective and to be able to take that as as his messenger to be able to take it out and let people know. So I'm tired. And it's because
1: I was supposed to share and I was supposed to be raw in sharing. Mm-hmm. and not have a script or write it down or anything.
0: Yeah um, emotionally tired.
1: Yeah, it's a good feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah amen
1: for the right reasons.
0: yeah <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, I do believe that there's a there is a word for us as um, as believers that that the world needs an awakening like that mm. and they need a perspective shift and we should be praying for that. And so there's a lot that's gonna come out of this uh, sermon a story. I don't know. There's a lot. So keep going. Keep processing.
2: I think so too. Yeah. And can I just say, because I know that my husband's listening, Brian, I love you and I'm thankful for you and everything that we've gone through these 26 years, I wouldn't change a thing to be where we are today and truly I love you more. That I did the day we got married.
0: <sighs> okay, now I'm going to use the Kleenex that you gave me. <laughs> no,
2: but, but Angie, here's the thing. We oftentimes look at all in our relationships. We look at all that. well, he didn't and she didn't and this and this and this. And that's ugly. That's ugly. And I have blamed him for a lot of things. And I had to go to him and I had to repent. hmm Oh, he's calling me now. God love him. I'll call you back.
0: (laughs) Oh, my stars. Okay. (coughs) Seriously. Why don't you go ahead and take that phone call and I'll say goodbye to all the friends. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast um, and do share it with someone who you think might be able to benefit from this podcast and we'll chat with you again soon. Rise FM Podcast Network.